Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. Stand up for your country. Busy day in Washington. You know, I don't usually do a lot of policy stuff. I let those pinheads do what they want. Then when it gets into a vote situation, we tell you about it, whether it's good or bad uh, from our point of view. But there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in one day, two day. Uh, that's important in your life, and uh, I'm going to run it down for you. That's the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. We start um, with the aid to Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. So at 5 a.m. this morning, the Senate meets and votes at 5 a.m. Not exactly sure why, um, but there was all kinds of procedures all night, and this is what happens, Okay. So the vote was 70 to 29 to pass a $95 billion aid package. Okay, $95 billion. That's an enormous amount of money. Out of the $95 billion, you got to figure 10, 15% will be stolen outright. But that's never going to change. There's nothing you can do about that. Once U.S. aid money gets to a foreign country. We're out of it. We don't have 
audits or anything like that. Okay, so this is worth $95 billion. $9 billion humanitarian aid for Gaza. I think that's appropriate for the leader of the free world. There are people over there that are suffering. $5 billion to deter Chinese aggression in Indo-Pacific. What does that mean? That means buying off the little island countries by giving them money not to do throw in with China. Solomon Islands has already thrown in with China. So we're trying to buy those islands off, island nations off. That's what that is. Okay. Uh, Two billion um, to get uh, more action against the Houthis in Yemen. That's worthy. But the big kahuna is $60 billion to Ukraine. So I get mail every day, unending war. This is a waste of time. And it's not just on the right. It's on the left, too. Um, Bernie Sanders voted against this bill. So did Senator Jeff Merkley, Oregon, Peter Welsh, Vermont. The left doesn't like this because of Israel. Ukraine, they don't really care, the far left of Ukraine so much. But there are conservatives who don't want to give money to Ukraine to defend itself against Putin. Putin knows that. And if the United States does not give money to Ukraine, Putin wins. He wins. Because the NATO countries then will pull back their aid, and Ukraine can't stand up to Russia by itself. Okay. So say Putin wins. Why do you care? Well, there's a number of reasons. Because world order is very important for the U.S. economy. We have to be able to conduct business. And we have to be able to be confident that the U.S. dollar and other things like that are protected. If you allow Putin and China, and Iran, and North Korea, they're the four, okay, to run wild with aggression, world order collapses, all right? It's like the southern border collapsing. Look at all the horror that has befallen us because of the southern border. The same thing. It's further away, but Putin's just sitting over there. He doesn't care how many people die, how many of his own soldiers are killed, doesn't care. He can't take Ukraine because NATO and America are standing and supporting the Ukrainians who are fighting for their freedom. Now, do I have any confidence in Zelensky and the government of Ukraine? Not really. But that's it. There's no other alternative. So if we allow Putin to win and to take half the country, Putin believes that Ukraine should be 100% Russian. It's like Hitler. Hitler believed that Austria and Czechoslovakia and all those countries, they were really German. So we're taking them. Same thing. Putin's not going to stop it. Ukraine is going to go down all the old Soviet satellites. He's going to take them over. That's what he's going to do. China, if we back away from Ukraine, they're into Taiwan. Now, there is money in this bill for Taiwan, and it's basically replenishing arms that we've already sent them, upgrading arms. And then uh, we're building submarines 
to confront the Chinese in the Pacific. This is all in this bill. Okay, so world disorder, if we don't stop Putin, will rise, dramatically rise. That will hurt the world economy. That will hurt you eventually. And that's what's going to happen. There's no other scenario. Now, do you keep sending them 90, 60 billion dollars every year? No. No. I believe that if Donald Trump's elected president, that he'll go in and stop this. All right. Putin wants Trump to be president. I don't know why, because Trump is a lot tougher a customer than Biden. I don't know why. But if Trump does win, and believe me, that is not a lock, I think Trump could calm that down. But I could be wrong. But I'm basing my opinion on what Trump did when he was in office. Putin pretty much behaved outside of the hacking. Okay, so the bill passes the Senate by a wide vote. All right, 70-29. Goes to the House. Now, here it's chaos in the House. All the Democrats, I shouldn't say all, the squad might vote against it there. Uh, Casio-Cortez and those people, they're just insane. But there are many conservative Republicans in the House that are isolationists. I don't care. I don't care what happens over there. O'Reilly's full of bull. It's not going to come back to hurt us. We saw this in before World War II in America. 50% of the American people before Pearl Harbor didn't want to have anything to do with Hitler or, or Tojo. Nothing. Let them do whatever they want. 50%. Okay. Um, I don't know what Speaker Johnson's going to do, but if he does nothing, that will hurt the Republicans in November. Absolutely going to hurt them. Because the Democrats will seize on that saying, hey, we wanted to solve these problems. We're engaged. And the Republicans won't do anything. It's not enough to say, oh, we didn't get what we went on a border. Make a separate border bill in the House. So, again, the Republican Party, which should be way ahead. You got to watch it. If you don't vote on this, boy, going to be big. Okay, um, now tonight, they're not going to vote. The House isn't going to vote on this today or maybe even this week. I don't know, okay, what Johnson's going to do. Johnson has to bring it to the floor, the Speaker of the House. I don't know what he's going to do. Alejandro Mayorkas, impeachment vote, the second one today. They say it's 6.30 tonight. I don't know. He'll get impeached tonight. Okay, fine. Do I care about this? No, I don't. I think that the Republicans should be working on the border bill and the Ukrainian situation. And look, everybody knows. Everybody knows. A lot of people won't admit it, but they know. You have to do the dog and pony show here. You've already made your point. Mayorkas is the worst Biden's border policy is the worst. He's not going to get convicted in the Senate. 
They're going to vote and Mayorkas will go down tonight. Okay, I'm not, you know, what difference does it make? Work on the border bill. Now, wrapping up the memo, it is not a lock that the Republicans are going to win in November, whether it's Biden or somebody else, because the Republican Party does not have good will. It does not articulate its position. It is a divided party. It's divided. Democrat Party isn't divided. And that's the memo. Did you know water heaters last about 10 years, refrigerators typically about 13? Every day in our homes, we rely on aging systems and appliances. I do. That means it's time to consider safeguarding your budget from unexpected expenses. American Home Shield has a solution. Pick a plan that's right for you. And when a covered item in your home breaks, contact their professionals to repair or replace it within the agreed-upon coverage limits. It's that easy to stay stress-free and limit budget-breaking surprises. Right now, take $50 off. Please go to ahs.com slash bill to save 50 bucks. That's ahs.com slash bill. $50 off any plan. American Home Shield Protect what you don't expect. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. President Biden didn't do anything today at lunch with Kamala. It's, it's ridiculous at this point. It's just absurd at this point. Um, he did give some remarks about Ukraine and all Biden wants to do is blame Republicans for everything. So those, I mean, it's not even worth riding, riding a soundbite. I blame the Republicans. I don't need Biden to do it. Um, now, Israel. So uh, Netanyahu and the Israeli government, they have no use for Joe Biden. They're not going to listen to Joe Biden. They're not going to do what he says unless they feel it's good for Jerusalem. Okay. Trump is a little more juice over there, but Trump stayed out of this, quiet on this. So uh, yesterday, uh, the King of Jordan came here. The reason that the King of Jordan came to Washington is that Jordan is a very strong American ally, and it is trying to negotiate some kind of ceasefire in Gaza and trying to get this thing tamped down. So after the uh, meeting with King Abdullah II of Jordan, here's what Biden said. The United States is working on a hostage deal between Israel and Hamas, which would bring an immediate and sustained period of calm to Gaza for at least six weeks, which we could then take the time to build something more enduring. Over the past month, I've had calls with Prime Minister Netanyahu, as well as the leaders of Egypt and Qatar, to push this forward. I hope they get a ceasefire. All right. It's good for the world. But I 
you know, Israel's going to do what's best for Israel. And they should. And they should. Okay. New poll, TIP, T-I-P-P, 1,266 registered voters. They didn't give us the breakdown in uh, party. You know, it's always suspicious. I don't think TIP is a top-line polling outfit anyway. Question number one, President Biden seeking a second term. How would you rate his mental acuity? Excellent, good, 29%. Average 17 for total. 36% of Americans have no problem with Biden's acuity. 51% think he's out of it. Now, 36%, they believe what they want to believe. They're Democrats, they're liberals, whatever it may be, they hate Trump. They're never going to give you anything. You know people like that. You know people like that. That's who this crew is. Second question. Um, How would you rate Biden's physical fitness? (laughs) Excellent, good, 28, average, 23. That's 51%, 47% say no. I, I can't rate President Biden's physical fitness. I mean... Fell off his bike. I, I'd fall off my bike if I rode a bike, which I don't. All right. Trump takes an 11-point lead over Biden on the economy. This is fascinating and important. This is a Financial Times poll. The Financial Times newspaper is a leftist newspaper. Okay. 1,006 registered voters, Democrat 39, Republican 36, Independent 25, do you approve or disapprove of the way Biden's handling the economy? Approve 36, disapprove 61. Now, this is the Democratic Party's telling the economy is great. Okay. Second question, regardless of your opinion of the candidates, um, who do you trust more to handle the economy? Trump 42, Biden 31. And that's what people remember when Trump was in office. Things were much better for the consumer. And a final question, how would you rate overall economic conditions in the USA? Positive 27, negative 69. That's a disaster. That's a Jimmy Carter number. It's a disaster. Okay. So why is this happening? It's happening because of uh, consumer prices. That's why it's happening. Now, I had Geraldo on yesterday. You remember Geraldo yesterday, if you watched the No Spin News, if you didn't watch, you should look at, you know, if you're a premium or concierge, maybe watch any time you want and get a transcript. Um, but I think we, we have the Geraldo interview up on the, uh, up on the website. Anyway, Geraldo is a guy who thinks the economy is great. Roll it. But I, I really do believe that uh, he's done a good job with the economy. I think that he's a patriot. I, wait, 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 I, wait, wait. Working Americans are paying 17% more for the essentials of life. Food, gas, insurance. And you think he's done a good job? When Trump left, I it do. was 1.4% inflation? Come on. Last time, last time I looked, Bill, let me, uh, let me answer this. Uh, last time I looked, it was 3.5%. No, it's 17 for essentials of life. 17%? All right, the 3.5% is a sleight of hand. Now, I don't know whether Geraldo knows that or not. I don't know. So, inflation rocketed when Biden took office because he attacked the fossil fuel industry. You remember that. And then the gas and oil, everything went up. And then all the transportation to get to things in the marketplace went up and up and up and up and up and up. Okay, according to 
four think tanks. Wisconsin Watch, GigaFact, Policy Genius, Heritage Foundation. They put this together. And it, we cannot disprove it. Since Biden took office, food prices, that's essentials of life, up 21%. Not 3.5, Geraldo, 21. Okay? Gas prices up 38%. 38% from when Trump was president. All right? Home insurance, 35% higher on your premium. Car insurance, 42% higher. Now, now, these aren't coming down. These essentials of life. That's why consumers don't think the economy is good. But Geraldo wants the economy to be good because he would like Biden to be Trump. So 3.5, digital, blah, blah, blah. It's a bunch of garbage and the mainstream corrupt media every single day peddling this propaganda. It's my job to dispel it. And I think we've done a pretty good job. Now, today, the inflation numbers are disappointing. Remember, when they come out, it's month by month, the rate of inflation, not the total since Biden's been in office. And they were expecting a 2.9 rate of inflation, okay, last month. It's 3-1, and the stock market goes down 600 points, the Dow, by midday. This is all nothing. The market will come back, I don't know if it'll come back 600, but it's, this is all emotion, okay? These are traders. Now, 3.1% is a higher inflation number than the government predicted. So nothing's going to happen. Everything's going to stay the same. Not going to cut rates, not going to raise rates. You'll see what next month brings. But when Americans go to the grocery store, when you write the check for your heating oil or air conditioning bill, you're getting killed because of Biden. And that's why the polls reflect that. All right, also in Washington today, busy day, the impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden resumes with Tony Bobolinsky and Dawn. No, that was Tony Orlando and Dawn. I'm sorry. Tony Bobolinsky. There he is. And he is testifying for the House Oversight and Judiciary Committee under oath. It is a deposition. Remember, Tony Bobolinsky was in business with Hunter Biden when they were making all kinds of money from a Chinese energy company. Nine million dollars. And Tony said that uh, Joe Biden got a piece. Now, as far as I know, Tony's the only one alleging that. But he's under oath today. It will leak out, and this is a long testimony. It's going to leak out tonight and tomorrow. I'll have it for you tomorrow, what, we, what we're hearing. But remember, when it leaks, it always leaks selectively. So be careful about the leaks, but I'll put them into perspective for you tomorrow. Fannie Willis, one of my, remember the BG song, Fannie Be Tender With My Love? Well, I'm not going to go any further than that, but as you know, Fannie had an extramarital affair with a guy named Nathan Wade, who she hired to look into alleged misconduct by President Trump and 19 others in Georgia about the election. So Fannie and Nathan we're fooling around surreptitiously, word of the day, and allegedly 
took trips together, paid for by Nathan, who was getting paid by Fanny. A lot of money, about $700,000. Ooh. Now, Fanny's done. She's going to have to be removed. And the judge yesterday in the case, Scott McAfee, said this. Go. As a matter of law, specifically looking at Defendant Roman's motion, it alleges a personal relationship that resulted in a financial benefit to the district attorney. And that is no longer a matter of complete speculation. The state has admitted a relationship existed. And so what remains to be proven is the existence and extent of any financial benefit. Ooh, that means all the trips. Take Fanny's gone. All right, not gonna, they can't. Can't possibly do it. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Denver used to live there. Loved it. Denver, Colorado. When I was there, 78 to 80, it was just a fabulous place to be. Uh, like the Rockies, like the lifestyle, like everything about it. It was a traditional city at that point. It has turned into a leftist city. Uh, The mayor there is Mike Johnston. So about 40,000 migrants have descended on Denver and they can't pay. Denver can't pay. So it's cutting services to Denverites. Kids programs, parks, cutting, cutting, cutting so they can pay for the migrants to feed them and house them, transport them. Denver has spent $46 million on the migrants. They don't have the money. Don't have it. But Mike Johnson, hey, you know, he's a sanctuary city guy. Oh, yeah, come on in. There you go, Denver. Go back, please. Please go back to being a traditional city. Mm. Five most dangerous cities in America. Ready? You'll never guess number one. I never even heard of the most dangerous city in America. Here they are. Bessemer, Alabama. If you go there, you have a one in nine chance of being a crime victim. It is the most dangerous city in America, Bessemer, Alabama. Number two, Memphis, Tennessee. We know all of those problems. St. Louis, a DA there got fired. Detroit, perennial. Birmingham, Alabama, 30 miles away from, uh, 16 miles away from Bessemer. Alabama got big crime problems. Okay, Bessemer is 72% African American, by the way. Uh, and um, 32% of people in Bessemer, Alabama, live below the poverty line. Poverty and drugs uh, drive crime. 
New York City public disorder is on the rise. It is horrible here where I am. So yesterday, 4.30 in the afternoon, Russia, in the Bronx, packed subway trains. Gangs start shooting at each other. Six people shot, one killed. 14-year-old girl, 15-year-old boy, 28-year-old man, 29-year-old woman, 71-year-old man, all wounded. Okay? No arrests. Nope. Haven't gotten them. No arrests. They're looking, looking for them now. I guess they have some tape on them. Um, so you're a working person in the Bronx. Let's try to make a living. You got going to work, coming home from work on a subway. That's what people do in New York. And six people are shot, one killed, right in front of you. Anybody surprised at the shooting? No. (laughs) Surprised? Disorder, public disorder, crazy. Why? Because the far left controls the city, and they don't want to prosecute the criminals. They don't want to do it. So I read an article about a guy named Sam Antar. If you are familiar with New York, you remember Crazy Eddie. Crazy Eddie sold all kinds of, uh, you know, radios and electronic gear and anywhere like that. So Sam's brother was uh, Crazy Eddie, Eddie Antar. And Sam and Eddie got in trouble. And they, uh, they got convicted of fraud, a bunch of other things. And Sam served his uh, sentence and then came out and decided to become a crime analyst And he advises uh, police agencies about how to deal with crime. So here are some stats that uh, Sam has come up with, and we've confirmed some of them in New York City. Victims of violent crime, NYC, 74% black and Latino. Violent crime suspects, 89% black and Latino. Violent crime arrestees, 88% black and Latino. Percent of of New York City population, black and Latino, 52%. So you can see that violent crime is affecting, right, minority people far more than white people. Um, Shootings. Shooting victims, 95% black and Latino. Shooting suspects, 98%. Shooting arrestees, 96%. Unbelievable stats. Joining us now is Sam Antar. Um, Yeah, you have a very interesting story. So why did you decide to become a crime analyst? Well, after Crazy Eddie's, first of all, Eddie was my cousin, not my brother. After Crazy Eddie's, sorry, don't worry. After Crazy Eddie's, I still had a marketable skill, which was accounting. After all, I was the architect of the Crazy Eddie fraud. And the feds that came after me uh, saw some potential after Crazy Eddie's and helped me along the way of doing crime analysis. And I, for many years, I worked for law firms on whistleblower cases, uh, battled corporate crime. And today I'm more focusing on street crime in New York City because I'm a resident. I live in Manhattan. Okay. My contention is social order is out of control in New York City. Do you agree? Social disorder. Okay. So you and I are simpatico on the fact that the authorities in the nation's largest city, eight and a half million people, five boroughs, have lost control of the criminal element on the streets. You and I agree with that, right? 
Yes. According to your data, the vast majority of these criminals are either black or Latino. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. The reason that uh, black and Latino uh, criminals are often giving no punishment or very lenient punishment is that people like um, the DAs in four, well, I'd say three out of the five boroughs, believe the system is racially prejudiced against, biased against minorities. That's what they believe. So they're not going to punish minorities. Do you believe in that? They, we've turned prosecutors into social workers. Uh, they, they're, they're looking for outcomes rather than who's committing the crimes. And in most cases, it's minorities committing crimes on minorities, as the statistics bear out. Okay, so Alvin Bragg is the worst of them. And the Bronx person is pretty bad, too, I have to say. And Alvin Bragg gets in, and he you can beat up a cop now, and Nobel, and that was Albany. Albany passed that law. That was Andrew Cuomo, okay, the governor, uh, former governor. So the people of New York, though, the minorities who are getting hurt, are electing these far-left administrators who won't prosecute crimes. Does that make sense? How do you explain that? Because the, because the um, amount of people attending elections is very, very minimal. People are apathetic. The people that vote tend to be very, very far left in New York City. And a lot of people in New York, the moderates, I would say, have no idea about how far left the politicians are that are, in, that are representing their districts. All right. But you do not see demonstrations against violent criminals in Harlem. Bed-Stuy, East New York, South Bronx, not there. You do not see minority preachers, clerics, ministers getting their flocks out to say, we would like to stop this crime wave. It doesn't happen, even though everybody knows what you put together. Everybody knows it's the poor minorities that are being victimized the most. Nothing. No demonstrations. You get a white cop shooting a black gang member. How many are you going to get out there? Right? Thousands of people go to the streets. Explain that to me. Uh, I can't really explain it to you other than to say that the political establishment in New York, uh, which is, which is uh, the city council and the mayor, okay, but mostly it's coming from the city council, um, they want... Uh, politically defined outcomes as it relates to crime. But crime does not follow those outcomes. For instance, they want crime to follow the demographics of the general population of New York. But that's that, that's not the way it happens. Uh, as, as you said before, crime is committed mostly by minorities upon minority people. And the police have to target where the crime is. Don't forget that the people the victims that are identifying the suspects in these crimes are black and Latino New Yorkers. So it's not like the police say, round up the usual suspects and we're going to arrest them. Okay, the people that end up in jail because of the testimony of the, of the victims who are predominantly black and Latino New Yorkers. But they don't want to testify now because the new law says that the defense attorney can get their name and address where they live, who they are. And then if you're in a gang, the gang comes and kills you. I wish I was a criminal today.
Yeah, I, yeah, I know you're saying that cynically. Like the odds are yeah. if you're a criminal today, you will not be punished. You could commit 100, 200 crimes, you get away with it. But it right. all comes back to this. I, don't, I think everybody who lives in New York, San Francisco, St. Louis, Chicago, Baltimore, on and on, they know how corrupt and, and the minorities are getting it the worst. Everybody knows it, but no one will step up to fix the problem. Last word. Because the politicians misuse the numbers. It's saying that 95% of the people arrested are minorities, black and Latinos, right? But the point is 95% of the people committing certain crimes are black and Latinos. Therefore, when 90% of them end up in Rikers Island, that just follows who are the victims, who are the perpetrators, and who gets jailed. But they don't want to do that. They want to say the system is racist. That's why they're there. Hey, Sam, we appreciate... we appreciate your rehab. You know, mm-hmm. you're doing some good now. I'm glad to see that. And um, keep on keeping on. We appreciate it very much. Uh, smart life. Um, so I got everybody's frustrated with um, flying. I dread it. I dread going to the airport. I bet you do, too. If it's not the TSA keeping you in a line for an hour, it's the airline not being on time, losing your luggage. I mean, it's just hard. We have found a place where you can go if you get hosed. Because, I again, concierge members get a direct line to me, and I hope you explore that uh, program. A lot of the concierge members, I, the airline did this to me, the airline did that to me. Where can I go? Where can I go? We got it for you. Airhelp.com. Airhelp, one word. A-I-R-H-E-L-P dot com. Airhelp dot com. Write it down. You're going to need it. All right. According to Airhelp, here are the best airports, the five best in the USA. Sacramento, San Jose, Tucson, Arizona, Reno, Tahoe, Nevada, Savannah, Hilton Head, Georgia. Okay. Hilton Head's in South Carolina, but the airport's in Georgia. Here are the worst Ready for the worst? Buffalo, Chicago, Des Moines, Des Moines, um, Grand Rapids, Gerald R. Ford Airport, Milwaukee. You, you would think that those, those are fair. Outside of Chicago, O'Hare is a mess. You know that. But the others are small. Okay, here's why they're the worst. Because flying into the mid-level cities or small cities, you got to connect you can't connect. If you have to drive three or four hours, say you live in Hartford, Connecticut, okay, and you want to go to the Caribbean, you're going to fly out of Hartford, you're going to have a problem because you got to change planes in New York or Philadelphia or wherever to get your, your direct flight to the Caribbean. Drive it, train it. If you're waiting for a connection, bam. Anything happens, whether some guy doesn't show up for his shift, a jet blue, whatever it may be, you're dead. First flight out is what you want in the morning because the plane has to be at the gate. First flight out, even if it's 5 a.m., get that flight. Take a nap. But if you're depending on connections to go anywhere, odds are you're going to get hosed. Okay, that is the Smart Life segment. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on the first TV. Watch the first on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. John Stewart, I know a lot of you don't care about John, um, but he was on last night uh, in his little comeback, only one day a week. Here's what he did. How do you go on TikTok and end up looking older? (laughs) So, yes, everyone spent the entire weekend talking about whether the Democratic choice for president is mentally up to the challenge of the world's most demanding job. So what was his opponent saying this weekend? We have to win in November or we're not going to have Pennsylvania. They'll change the name. They're going to change the name of Pennsylvania. I can't believe I've lived in New Jersey this long and have been mispronouncing Pennsylvania. I like Stuart. As long as he keeps doing both sides. Stay in history, February 13th, 2021, three years ago, President Trump acquitted second impeachment trial. Uh, we all lived it. Um, it was uh, the impeachment in the House, 232 to 197. Liz Cheney and some of her Republican friends uh, voted to impeach him. All 222 Democrats voted to impeach in the Senate. Voted 57-43 to convict Trump, but that wasn't enough. You need two-thirds. They were 10 votes away, so Trump walked. And this was about insurrection, um, but he hasn't been charged with insurrection. And if he did anything that remotely resembled insurrection, he would have been charged with insurrection, but he has not been. That happened three years ago. Mail, final thought, coming right up. Let's go to the mail. Brent. Concierge member. Thank you, Brent. Merrick Garland's a party stooge masquerading as attorney general. So it is more surprising that he signed off on her report. The fact that a loyal sycophant like Garland is facing retribution from the White House shows just how corrupt and ungrateful they are. We don't know that for sure. That is the report, but it's anonymous. But I think that's probably true. Michael, I may be crazy, but I think letting Biden off the documents charged by accusing him of senility is a brilliant strategy on the part of the Dems. No, <laughs> that did not help the Democratic Party or um, President Biden. Lloyd, President Trump should not have said anything about Nikki Haley's husband. Are there any briefers that can tell him before speech? Um, no, he just there are no briefers. He doesn't have it's not a teleprompter. He just whatever comes in, comes out. Alice, Trump lost thousands of votes with those two stupid remarks. The other one about NATO. Um, What is wrong with him? You know, 
he just doesn't have any impulse control at this point. Andrew, with regard to Trump being arrogant and egotistical, well, is he alone in this regard? No, but what difference does that make? He's the, he's the best chance to get rid of this Biden progressive crew. No matter if he's not alone. Stephanie Bonds, Highland Village, Texas. Your truth teller, O'Reilly, in your latest column, Dancing with Dementia, regarding Jill Biden, putting our country at risk is spot on. I'm glad you read it. It's available to anybody. You don't have to be a member of anything. Just go in, read my column, read my messages of the day, um, and you will be, I think, uh, pleased with them. Um, uh, let's see, I'm running out of time here, so I'm censoring the mail. Some good letters, though. Thank you for writing. Bill at BillOReilly.com, by the way. Name in town. Armando, from your study of history, would you agree that eventually we will learn about what Joe Biden really did with Hunter? Yes. I do believe it'll come out. Armando. John, Bill, really enjoy the interview with Geraldo. You and he do an interview the way it should be done. Well, I thought it was a good interview, too, even though desperately wrong. Okay, three touts here confronting the president's huge uh, advance sale. If you order from us, we will not bill you until we send it. Book is out September 10th. Get online, get it first. Killing Crazy Horse, one of our best books. Now, $12.95 because I bought a whole batch of them. That's a great buy. And then you get all 13 Killing books uh, for a great price. And uh, if you order, you get the... Uh, show that I did with Sid Rosenberg from WABC, free, the whole show, you can watch it. Word of the day, do not be furtive, F-U-R-T-I-V-E. We will have the final thought about the vote here in the third district today, which is national for sure, in a moment. Okay, so I wake up today, it's snowing, doesn't snow often in New York anymore. Got three inches on the ground, and that will suppress the turnout for the Mozzie Phillip Tom Swazi house race in the third district where I live. So right after this taping in the late afternoon here in the Northeast, I'm gonna go to the poll, cast my ballot. I never say who I vote for. Um, it'll be a tight race. I can't predict who will win or the snow, how much that will suppress. You know, people go, I, you know, I was gonna vote, but I had a car and it's like, I got three inches. I can go through the terror dog, by the way, terror dog usually gives out early in the morning. I open the door to take her out and look into the snow gun. No, not going. <laughs> Great. Um, so anyway, uh, we will have the results tomorrow and the implications of those results in the third congressional district in New York. Thank you very much for watching and listening to the No Spin News. See you tomorrow. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.